Guess who's back, back again? It's Mike F. and White. Tell your friends it was a Mike White Christmas because the Jets quarterback is back. We'll see you later, Zach Wilson. Mike White will take the field on Sunday for the Jets in Seattle, and all the scores went their way. So you're saying there's a chance? Oh, yes, there is. Two Jets wins, one Patriots loss, and the Jets playoff drought will end. It's no longer a pipe dream for gang green. We'll preview Jets Seahawks in Seattle on Sunday and make our predictions and our special guest to get us pumped for this Jets Seahawks game and these final two games. No pain here. Oh, the pain podcast host and WFAN legend. That's right. Joe B. Joe Beningo will join us. It's all coming up on a New Year's edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown here alongside Brian Costello. We'll be joined later in the program in just a bit by the legendary Joe Beningo, formerly of WFAN, diehard Jets fan. He'll join us for a big show today. Cause you're saying there's a chance. That's the meme that's been going around from Dumb and Dumber. The emotions have changed from a Friday morning and me screaming my head off to now a place where the Jets are in a realistic chance of making the playoffs. Like CJ Mosley said, the football gods were at work this weekend. Everyone they needed to lose essentially lost, except for the Chargers. That path is done. That was a miracle path. The Chargers did win. Otherwise, the Raiders lost. The Titans lost. The Patriots lost. The Dolphins lost. And now two Jets wins in Seattle, in Miami, one Patriots loss, either at home versus the Dolphins or at Buffalo against the Bills, hoping that game matters and the Jets would get in or tie. We've seen a few ties this year. So if the Patriots do tie, that also means the Jets get in. So you have to throw that out there. Wow. What a turn of events, guys, uh, from Friday. I mean, we all thought this was over and sure, it's it's still going to be difficult, but it is no longer a pipe dream like Friday morning. Yeah, it was crazy three days, really, Jake. Saturday afternoon, I was kind of I was at Christmas Eve, but I was following along on my phone with the Patriots Bengals game. I wasn't able to watch it, but but you know, all of a sudden, I see Patriots are driving. They get to the five yard line. I think I'm like, oh my god, Patriots are going to win this game. They're going to score here and beat the Bengals. And then you know you're what you I'm looking at the phone. All of a sudden the Bengals have the ball. And you know I had to look what happened. Stevenson fumbles and the Bengals win and that helps the Jets. And then Sunday obviously you have the the Dolphins Packers game was standalone on TV, so everyone got to watch it. And you're like, okay, Dolphins will probably pull this out. And then all of a sudden Tua starts throwing interceptions all over the place. You realize, all right, the Jets have life. You know, all my phone lit up at like four o'clock from all these people texting me about, you know, the Jets are still alive and all this stuff. And then Monday, 
you get the Mike White news. And, you know, now I think everyone feels around the Jets feels good about that. They got Mike White back at quarterback. So everything's going the Jets way, Jake. It's all coming up Jets right now. It's all coming up green, baby. And Monday morning, I believe it was, there's Woj bombs, there's Chef bombs, but now there are cause bombs. You dropped an atomic bomb to break this news. First of all, it's got to be a nice feeling. Like, I hope Chris Shaw sends you a text and says, good work, cause. I hope you get a nice text from our boss. But that's a nice feeling to break a little big news like that, especially news that got every Jets fan excited. Yes, it's a nice feeling breaking news, Jake. It's, the way I describe it is you ever you ever find something out, Jake? You you gossip, Jake? Do you like to gossip a little bit? Yeah. You, you ever find out a little tasty bit of gossip and then you can't wait to tell someone that yeah. gossip? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of yeah. gossip I know that I, I'm not allowed to say. Right, really. but that's what breaking news feels like, right? You break it, you're taking, but you're telling all these people and it's a, it's a very good feeling. And uh, yeah, it was nice to break that news. And I, I think... Jets fans should be excited. It gives you new life. I think if you were going into this week without Mike White, you'd be like, you'd, what would they be doing? Would they be going to Joe Flacco? You know, you'd be debating that stuff and it'd be brutal. So I think uh, everyone should be quite happy to see Mike White back there. Yeah. And like, I would not be looking at Miami flight prices if Zach Wilson was the quarterback <laughs> in Seattle or even Joe Flacco or Chris Strevler. So uh, it's interesting. You know, Salah will continue to kind of coddle him, saying he's part of the future plans. That just seems like coach speak, cause at this point. I think we're all pretty much aware. I know Jay Glazer put a report out there. There's reports that it's over with uh, Zach Wilson. I think Salah at this point is just trying to not crush this kid's mentality. I think it's over with Zach. I think, Jake, they have to explore how it can be over. Right. You're still a ways away. You know, the senior bowl is when sort of the stuff, the chatter starts to talk, start the chatter starts between the GMs. I think Joe Douglas needs to see if there's anyone out there who's interested in giving up, you know, a kicking tee for Zach Wilson. I, I don't know if he'll get, you know, to me, a sixth round pick maybe that turns into a fifth if he plays something like that. Maybe, but it's hard, Jake, because he is like, what is he at this point? No team is bringing him in to be the starting quarterback. So are you bringing him in to be a developmental quarterback that you hope you can get something out of? Because this isn't Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield that have shown a little something and then the teams are unloading them. He He's shown nothing really. So I think it'd be hard to trade him. And then, then you have the hard conversation. Do you cut him, you know, with two years left on his contract or do you just bring him back as a backup? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, Jake. And I don't think they know what they're going to do yet. I don't think they're that far down the road. But, you know, the feeling after Thursday night's game was that this is over it, for, for both sides too. Zach, I really think Zach probably needs to go somewhere else to restart his career. It's hard to see him getting this on track with the Jets. Pretty ugly Thursday night with the boos. And I don't blame the fans one bit for booing him. But, you know, I think it's going to it's tough. It's going to be tough for him to to regain the trust of the franchise and the fan base. They were drinking booze while booing because it was that kind of product to watch. The issue will be the you know financial side. The cap hit is 10 million and then it's 11 million around there for the year after for Zach. Yeah, they can spread that out. They can figure out ways to do that. I, I don't think the cap will prevent them from doing it. I think it's just a matter of. That's a pretty big admission by Joe Douglas that he screwed that up. Can you know? There's a lot of times GMs struggle with that with lesser picks, right? Like you know, I thought they probably should have par ways with Denzel Mims before the season, and I don't think Douglas wanted to because he wants it to work, and he drafted him. And I think you know this is <laughs> this is the number two overall pick, so it's a pretty big admission that that you messed it up if you're if you're going to move on from him. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. But it's Mike White for now. Let's hope the offensive line can hold up. That's the big story here because one more hit to the ribs and Mike White might be done. 
And then we're going, I guess, to Joe Flacco because Zach will be inactive on Sunday in Seattle, four o'clock Jets Seahawks. Inactive in Seattle. Is that a, is that a sequel to sleepless in Seattle, Jake? <laughs> I mean, Zach could be, listen, he could be a movie star. If football doesn't work out the baby face. Yeah. We'll see. Is Chris Strebler. Do you see them keeping him active? Cause he did look good running the football. And I think that would be a unique little set of plays against the Seattle defense. I don't think so, Jake, for a couple of reasons. I think they, things kind of aligned last week for them. They had a lot of injuries uh, that were inactive. If you look at their inactives last week, Mike White, Denzel Mims, Jeff Smith, Brandon Eccles, LaMarcus Joyner were five guys who were all injured. Uh, I think they expect to have some of them back. So the roster gymnastics start to get hard. And, you know, they need they need those guys. You know, White Wilson is kind of a trade, but if you have Mims, Smith, and Eccles back active and Joyner, uh, it gets hard to do the roster gymnastics. I also think the reason the Strevler package worked well is Jacksonville didn't know it was coming. Now Seattle has a week to prepare for it. You kind of know what to expect when he's in there. He can't throw the ball. He showed that. So you're just going to stack the box, stop the run. You know, so I, I think they'll probably put it on ice uh, this week, Jake. As we look around the league, because there'll be a lot of scoreboard watching, the big one we'll be watching for, and obviously Jets have to win out. We know that. But as we look around the league, Dolphins, Pats. Now, Tua looks like he's not going to play again, which it's getting scary with the concussions with him. It's hard to see him, you know, which affects the Jets, too, because maybe they're facing Teddy Bridgewater again next week. Who only got to see what was it? The first snap. First play. The one o'clock Dolphins, Pats. So the Jets will essentially know at kickoff. It's crazy. It's the Dolphins, Pats and Jets all going for one playoff spot with the Chargers clinching on Monday night to the inept Nick Foles and the Colts. I mean, Giants fans are watching that thinking if we lose Sunday at home in a winning end game, we should not make the playoffs because Nick Foles did not look like the, you know, Super Bowl Nick Foles. He looked rusty throwing picks. They were brutal. Uh, the other scores to watch, really, it's Bills Bengals Monday night is a huge one. And so is Broncos Chiefs. Now, the Broncos talk about inept. They are a mess right now with Russell Wilson. I don't see any chance the Broncos going to Kansas City to win that. But the Bills lead the tiebreaker. So that one and two seed, you got to watch for because the Bills have a chance of playing for something or they don't. If the Chiefs win, which we expect them to, the Bills likely are going to have to play their starters against the Patriots next week because they need to get that one, get that home field, get that bye. What if the Bills lose to the Bengals on Monday night, though? I mean, if the Chiefs win, they lead the tiebreaker over the Chiefs. So they still got to play in hopes that the Chiefs lose their final game. And the Chiefs' final game, they are playing at the Raiders. And the Raiders are no pushover. That, that'll that be a tougher game in Las Vegas. So I think they're going to have to play the starters either way. The worst-case scenario for the Jets here is if the Chiefs somehow lose to the Broncos and the Bills upset the Bengals in Cincinnati, then that last game does not matter. And then the Bills are playing Barkley. They're going to play Matt Might Barkley. Barkley. Yeah, he, yes. He's been, yeah, I don't know if he is there right now. That would be the worst. So please, Chiefs, need you to win against the Broncos. All right, the game at hand. Yeah, I, I, I'm worried about the headline coming after this one if the Jets were to lose because you already have the final punch ready. The Geno Smith, punch. the knockout punch. Two teams, dire need of a victory to get in. The Seahawks are going to need to win against the Jets, win against the Rams, and get a Packers loss if they want to get in as well as a commander's loss or two giant losses, which isn't happening because the Colts suck. They are struggling, just like the Jets. Losers of three straight. Jets have lost four straight. The Seahawks are a weird team because they were just like the Jets. Hot start, six and three. Now they're seven and eight. The Jets were seven and four. Now they're seven and eight. The Seahawks, you know, they've beaten some pretty bad teams. They beat the Cardinals twice. They beat the Rams. They beat the Broncos. 
uh, Lions. Their only two big wins were Chargers and Giants. The Jets have also only beat two playoff teams as well. So, you know, these two teams are similarly matched, both pretty strong defense. The Jets much better. And injuries will be big in this one, Kaz. Do they get Tyler Lockett back? Because this guy is dynamic. He is their guy in the red zone for Geno Smith. I'm hoping they don't have him back because if they do, that makes, you know, the Jets secondary's life a lot tougher. Geno Smith, revenge game. Pete Carroll, revenge game. Geno, six years later, going up against the team, uh, you know, that got rid of him. He was terrible with the Jets. This is going to be a good one. Preview it. Break it down, guys. Yeah, it's it's interesting, Jake. It's two teams that are scr- struggling. You know, who can snap out of it is really the question. I'm looking at the Seahawks results. They haven't really beaten a good team since the Giants in the end of October. They beat the Cardinals and the Rams since then, and then it's all losses otherwise. So they're they're scuffling. Do you think that's a very tough place to play? I'll say that. I think the um, you know flying across the country. It's always loud there. I'm sure there's going to be a good crowd there on uh, New Year's Day. They'll be excited. You know, Kenneth Walker is another one, Jake. I, I You know, we're, we're recording this Tuesday, so we don't have much injury information yet. Can Kenneth Walker come back? He's been dealing with an ankle. And Tyler Lockett, they got to check on. But the Geno angle, I said it weeks ago, Jake, you can feel this coming from a mile away, right? Geno, knockout punch for the Jets. I, I just, I think the Seahawks win this one, Jake. I don't have a score for you. I haven't really dug too deep into the game yet. But I just I think the Jets we're all focused on the quarterback, right? And I get that. But the offensive line is a mess. They can't run the ball. They can't protect the quarterback. That that's the killer to me. And when the Jets were rolling, the offensive line was playing well. They were running the ball. You know, there wasn't a lot of pressure on the quarterback. They were playing great defense. The defense has played okay, but they're just there's there's something a little off on defense too. They're giving up big drives. I thought Jacksonville really moved the ball well on them last week. I was surprised at how how well they moved the ball. Can Gino do that? I don't think this offense is quite as good, but we'll see. They got DK Metcalf. Uh, they've got some weapons. I just think the Seahawks, I think it'll be a close game, Jake, but I think the Seahawks pull this one out and crush your dreams. I will disagree with that. I think you, you didn't mention three words. Mike Effin White. He's back and the Jets are going to play behind him, guys. Jake, I also- he is one and two as a starter. Am I, oh, right? Do I remember, do I remember that? Well, here we go. You, you're acting like he lost this Buffalo in. and against the Minnesota Vikings, both on the road in tightly contested games. I Those agree are- with you. I agree with you, but it's not like it's an automatic W because you got Mike White in the game. I'm not saying automatic. It's going to be a very tight game. He said three I- words. He's <laughs> lost two games. Well, three words in a tight game. I-, I get he's lost two games, but he didn't look bad in those games. And they were one play. They were Barrios drop away. You know, they're one play away in the Buffalo game. Those were tight games. Now they're going up against a reeling team. Geno's back down to earth, showing us who the real Geno Smith is. Not that good. He's turning the ball over. He's got five picks his last five games. He's got a fumble in there. You know, if the Jets could get that big pick, and, you know, they've been craving that turnover that leads to points. Pick six, fumble for a touchdown. You know, they got the fumble with Quinn in early last game, but it led to just three points. Get a defensive touchdown. I feel like it's coming this game. I think it's going to be a pick six, whether it's Sauce, Reed, whoever it may be. I think it's coming. This is the game. It happens. 
And and Mike White, I think the offensive line is going to play for him. I think there's a mental thing here too. Like I think these guys. I know you're you're shaking. The your offensive head. line. I no, think they're hurt. Play better for Mike White. I think they're going to rally around him because they like him better than Zach Wilson. No matter oh, what, if they're not going to say that publicly. They won't. They do. You see the reaction. They're playing when for the, their careers. They're playing for their careers, right? They're they, playing they, for they Mike White's career too. They don't give a crap who's behind them. I, I do think. I think there is a lifting of the spirits with Mike White. I agree with that, but it, the guys don't play harder because Mike White is in the game. They play hard. They're professionals. They play hard every down, no matter what. Dwayne Brown has one arm. George Fant has one leg. Nate Herbig is a backup, and he's playing. Like, that's what's happened here. Connor McGovern is not playing well. Like, it, it isn't about who's at quarterback right now. They're just not Kaz playing is, well. Kaz is amputating people on the Jets roster. Left and right is chopping arms and legs off. I think it factors in because there will be some continuity, and that's what I mean. There was no continuity when every pass is incomplete. Mike will get those short throws. The offensive line will develop cohesion and goddamn get the run game involved. Like Run it 25 times and be successful at it. I know you can't run when you're not successful, but just run successfully. Please, Jets, keep us alive because I'm going to Miami. Maybe the they should make Strebler a running back. I'm fine with that. Make him a you know make him a fullback. Fullback dive with Chris Strebler on a big fourth and one in the fourth quarter lead to a Greg the Lake field goal. The Jets are going into Seattle. They're delivering Geno Smith the punch back. He is getting punched in the face back, and IKA Kampali is going to smile wherever the hell he is in the universe. He will be the last one smiling when Geno gets knocked out. Write that for your headline, Kaz. Jets 23, Seahawks 20, and they stay alive for the playoffs. Let's go, Dolphins. Beat the Pats. Make it a win and in. And I think, you know, even if the Pats win, I think I'm going to have to go to Miami. I think, you know, let the higher ups that be get that plane trip. You know, here's the issue I had. I was looking at prices after all the losses went our way. Spirit is so cheap. But the only things I see about Spirit are it's the worst experience. They end up a world star. Someone gets knocked up, knocked in the face. Talk about the punch. Knocked, the, uh, knocked, knocked, up. Okay. knocked out. Not, not, oh, okay, that knocked too, out. maybe in the battle. Yeah. Who knows? But okay. they get knocked out in the face. On Spirit Airlines. So I'm a little bit worried, Kaz, that... Uh, yeah, that I, I don't think I've ever flown Spirit Airlines, Jake. Um, but yeah, you get what you pay for, right? So well, listen, you, you, the post is paying. So you could get your American Airlines Delta. If they're United, not paying for United. me... I got United, yeah. United, United solid. Yeah. I mean, if I'm yeah. on my own, we are we might be on a Frontier or Spirit bus. Do you own a car, Jake? I don't, no. Okay. I can't do the road trip. Yeah, no car. So. How, about a rent, how about a rental car? And, you know, you drive down drive down to Miami. That would be more expensive, I feel like. And it was also involved like a couple day commute and I'd be wasting time that I could be on the beach. Actually, before we started, I was going through my contacts and typed Florida just because I put people <laughs> by location sometimes. And I was I saw like a couple hey, people in Florida. I, I haven't talked, talked to you in 15 years. years. How about I crash on your couch? Like, on oh, hey, Nikki, hey. you talked like six years ago. Like, what are you, you doing on what are you doing on January 7th? I just happen to be in the neighborhood. Any updates on the engagement party? Has there been any further discussions over the holidays about your attendance at the engagement party? I don't think I'm going. Well, there is an update because they're having like, this is like hard to fathom. They're having like another version of it in Atlanta where she lives or my brother lives. They're having I mean, another one ooh. in February, like February, late February. They're having like, a, they have the, my parents one in South Carolina and then one in Atlanta. So I think I negotiated that I will go to the Atlanta one, but not the South Carolina one. So two engagement parties. I guess one for one side, family one for the other. I guess I don't know. Listen, I think it's crazy. I would just get a twenty piece at McDonald's call it a day. But uh, yeah, so I guess I will go to the Atlanta one in February when 
all the football is over. February is the quiet month for us. We just have the Rangers podcast and the show. What about so, the Super Bowl? Well, it'll be later February, I think. But Super Bowl is still in line with Mike so White funny. back at court. Imagine Mike White, the Super Bowl starting quarterback. Just ugh, my birthday is February 5th. It would be a hell, hell of a birthday present if that happened. When is the wedding, Jake? It's during the Mets playoff run, run right, October right, 21st. Right. Right. So yeah. uh, during the Mets World Series run is the is the wedding. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'll go to Atlanta, but I'm skipping out because Jets Dolphins could be a big one. Go Dolphins, go Jets. And speaking of a guy who will be rooting for the Jets, Joe Beningo from formerly of WFN and the Oh, the Pain podcast is going to join us on Gangs All Here next. The football guys were definitely at work over this past weekend. Um, you could probably say the the weekend before that as well. Uh, so, you know, we just got to we just got to deliver. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we're back on Gangs All Here. Jake Brown, Brian Costello. We brought them out in the final weeks when it matters most. We went to the heavy hitters. He hosted for a quarter of a century on WFAN. You can now hear him on the Oh The Pain podcast. Mondays and Fridays, Joe Beningo underscore real on Twitter. Joe B, Joe Beningo on Gangs All Here. Last time we had you on, we had it over the phone. Now we're face to face. Me and you rocking the jerseys. You got the Maynard. I got the Lavernius Cold, old and new. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you guys. Now, you sang for us last night. Maybe we'll have you sing Did some I holiday sing? tunes well, you later. You never know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm always prone to sing. I sing every day to my wife, and, you know, she don't really want to hear it. And I also <laughs> sing. Let me tell you this. I, before every podcast, I sing. Oh. I don't put put it out, but I do. All right. Well, we may put it out at the end of this. It is the holiday season. Maybe we'll get, like, Silent Night or, or something more jolly. <laughs> Maybe since... White Christmas, something like that. Yeah, a Mike, Mike White Christmas. Mike White Christmas. Mike there, White. That's right. Yes, oh, I forgot. That's right. How Mike pumped White. are you about that? Mike White's cleared. He's playing Delirious. in Seattle. A totally different feeling for us right now going into Sunday. Delirious. And let's be honest, okay? And I don't buy any of this sort of nonsense. He could have played against the Lions. They wanted to get because the owner wanted, and I don't care what Costello tries to tell me, the owner wanted to get Zach back on the field. So that's what happened. You can't tell me why he couldn't have played in the Lion game. All right? We should have won the Lion game anyway. The, the defense blew the line. I do not believe the owner is a Zach Wilson fan. I will say that. Well, I now, don't, how could he be now? Nah, I don't think I don't think he's been for a while. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I don't think he's been for a while. I think he's you know he's very much a fan. Like he he goes with like like I think he saw it and uh, you know I don't think he that he was there was any conspiracy here. I think Mike White had three broken ribs and he couldn't play, couldn't get cleared, and now he's cleared. I they're all desperate, Joe. They're desperate to get to the playoffs. I like you know they're desperate. They spent twelve years because the fan base isn't desperate to get into the freaking playoffs. No, but, right? but I think the idea that no, like, well, Wayne Johnson doesn't be. want to win is crazy. Like he wants okay. to win. He he wants to win. He. Good. I'm glad you tell him. You know, if you in 2012, if you were saying, "Oh, the Tebow is trying something," I was with you then. Now it's like this guy; they got to win, or they got to get the playoffs, or you you know, this franchise is going to be, you know, there's going to be no one in the stands. So uh, I think I think they're desperate to win, and I think everyone in the building is happy to have Mike White uh, playing quarterback on Sunday. 
the feeling, Joe, from like Friday morning where I was screaming my head off on this show saying it's over. You need a pipe, a pipe dream. Now the pipe dream is a reality. Win two, get one loss from the Patriots and you're in. It doesn't sound so difficult. I mean, take us through your emotions from Friday to as we record this on Tuesday. Yeah, well, I went to the game uh, on Thursday and, and you know, just a complete disgrace. I mean, there's no other way to say it. You knew the game was over Thursday when Quinn and Williams forces that fumble. They got the ball on the 16-yard line and they don't get a touchdown. I mean, right then and there, that was it. I knew they were dead. And, of course, on third down, he gets sacked. The whole deal doesn't see the blitz, whatever. And I think that took the life out of the team. I, I really do. I, I, I thought, I thought the, even the defense got the life sucked out of him after that. I really think that. Were you outside, Joe, or were you uh, inside? I was fortunate. My cousin actually got me into the green room. So okay. I was kind of in and out. You know, I was. I, I went outside for a little bit. I went back in for a little bit. Watched it on TV. I was kind of doing. Both. That was a miserable night to be outside. I was horrible, camp. but I yeah. was out for. I was out for yeah. a good portion of it. I was. Yeah. No, I agree with you. The, the that was. You know, when he got the third down sack, I was like, oh geez, and I think that took the life. And then the Jaguars marched down the field. They ended up kicking a field goal, but they marched down the field on that drive. And then later. Were you able to watch the games over the weekend, Joe? Were you able to watch oh, the, the Dolphins Packers? Yeah. Well, I was actually uh, I watched the entire Dolphin Packer game. Yeah, uh, Sunday I was home watching. We, we were my wife and I were just home Sunday. We went out. We went to my son's house on Saturday, and he's got the he's a Saints fan, but he's got the package there. So we were all over the place. So we were watching the Saints. We were watching the Giants. We were watching the Patriots, and I was I was fortunate to catch the last five minutes of the Patriot game. And didn't was screaming when uh, Jamar Chase fumbles the damn ball, and then was just doing a dance when Stevenson puts the ball on the ground. Oh my god! Two weeks, I, I can't believe he's still on the team I, after what he did in the Raider game. I mean, and, and what happened in the Bengal game? Bill hasn't cut him yet. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's incredible how the scores fell. Uh, C.J. Mosley said the football gods were with us. Do you think you know as we look to Miami? Do you like Teddy back there better than two? Some people like Teddy. I think two is still better than Teddy, but do you like uh, Teddy now starting potentially? Well, I think two is all. What do you like it from the aspect as a Jet fan, seeing them lose? Well, I want them to win this week, to be honest. Let, I want to see them beat the – let's get the Patriots out of the way right away, you know? The last time I saw Teddy Bridgewater, Source Gardner was uh, annihilating him and knocking him out of the game. So that was pretty good. Look, I think two is probably better than Bridgewater, but I, I think two is overrated. I mean, I look, they're going to say the reason he uh, threw three brutal picks, three Zach Wilson-like picks against the Packers was because of his, his, his concussion. But I don't know if I buy it. I think two is overrated. I'll say that. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is that far away from Tua. Let's put it that way. Jake is getting ahead of himself here talking about Miami, Joe. How do you feel about going to Seattle, playing Geno Smith, Pete Carroll, some old friends of the Jets? How do you feel about this game? How do you feel the Jets match up in this one? Well, I feel, I feel better about it that White's playing. I mean, Seattle's not an easy place to play. But, the, you know, this isn't the same Seahawk team. They, they've actually lost their last two at home. They lost three straight. They've lost the last two at home. Yeah, you know, I watched a lot of the game against Carolina because they had money on it. And I watched Carolina just annihilate them running the football. I mean, they ran the ball down their throat in that game. The Niner game, uh, you know, I know that was a Thursday night game. I don't think I saw much of that. I wasn't surprised they lost to them. I mean, the Jets should beat them. I mean, I, I mean, the Jets are every bit as good, if not better, than the Seahawks. The home field advantage in Seattle, like I said, is not what it used to be. Uh, does it scare me? Does Geno Smith scare me a little bit that he's going to be jacked up to beat his old team? Of course, that does worry me. You know, he's had a pretty good year. I got to give him credit for that. But uh, look, there's no reason that this defense can't. This is not an, uh, uh, an all-world offense. You know, you do have DK Metcalf. You got Lockett. 
I want to see a major effort from the defense. I want to see the defense give me a dominant effort because I have, you know, I we all talk about White in the quarterback situation. The defense hasn't been great. You know, the last really good game that I think they had was the second Patriot game. You know, since then, even the Bear game, they were missing tackles against the Bears. You know, you saw Sauce get beat by Claypool for a big play. You saw DJ get beat for a touchdown in the end zone. A guy took the ball away from him. You, you go to you go to the Minnesota game, and they were down twenty to three in the first half. They they couldn't the defense couldn't get off the field. They were hitting third down after third down, and then when the Jets cut the lead to twenty to fifteen, the defense let them walk right down the field for what turned out to be the winning touchdown. You go to the Buffalo game, and the great pro bowler jumps offside. I mean, the, the unbelievable. I, I I still can't believe that this guy. The veteran, he's been around 130 years when everybody knows they're not running a play, jumps offside, that turned the whole game around, and they go right down the field for a touchdown. But then they start the second half right down the field, beautiful drive to tie the game, and then the defense lets them walk down the field for a touchdown again. So the defense, to me, is not playing. And then we saw what happened in the Lion game. The game was won. Win the game. Close them down. Please. Even if they get a first down on that fourth and inches, okay, just keep them out of the end zone. We saw what happened in that game. So – and I didn't think the defense played great in a Jaguar game either. I know they only give up 19 points, but still. I do think there was extenuating circumstances because of what happened, with, like I said, with the, the early play with, with Williams and them only getting a field goal. But the defense, to me, has got to play a lot better. they got to start taking the ball away. They've only forced two turnovers since the since the bye, and they got to start taking – you know, every time I watch a damn Patriots play, they're scoring a defensive touchdown every week. Every week they get a defensive touchdown. Can I see my team for once? I know we blocked the punt for a touchdown this year against the Packers. Can I see one time where my defense scores a touchdown? Can they do that? Yeah, and Geno Smith, five interceptions the last five games and a fumble, so he's coming back down to earth, so the defense has to show up. You talked about Sauce Gardner. He might get his jersey, talking about pro bowlers. You might get Garrett Wilson, rookie of the year. The other Wilson, you will not be getting his jersey, and he might have to be shot into the sun at this point, although Robert Sala will still say he's part of the future. I, I think you're with me and most Jets fans. You're fine with the Zach Wilson era being over and him either getting cut or released or they find a seventh-round pick for him in the offseason. Absolutely. It's done here for Zach. Uh, I don't think there's any question about it. He's not the guy. They made a mistake. I'll give Joe Douglas a pass on this because of the, the unbelievable draft class of this year, maybe the best we've ever had, it has a chance, especially if Brees Hall comes back and continues to play like he played earlier in the season. I mean, it's that sauce and Garrett Wilson and even even guys like Michael Clemens, you know, obviously, obviously Brees, uh, this draft class is, has been uh, has been off the charts. There's no doubt about it. No doubt. And even Jermaine Johnson, let me not forget him. He's, he's contributed too. I mean, I don't see why he doesn't play more, but whatever. Have you let yourself think about next year, Joe, and who you want the quarterback to be? Do you want it to be white or no matter I what? Do. Or do you need to see I more here? White. I want it to be white. I want it to be our guy. He's our guy. You know what? We're going to go out and trade for Jimmy Garoppolo or or Derek Carr. I'll give you a guy, though. I got to tell you, I'm going to give you a guy that if it doesn't whatever work out with White for whatever reason, and I hopefully it does, and I want him to be the guy. Of course, he look if he leads, even if he don't make the playoffs, but if we win these last two games, I don't see how you're not going into the season with Mike White as your guy. But I'm going to give you a name that I think this guy might have something, even though I didn't, you know, I didn't think he was any good, but he's starting to show me something a little bit. I think he's playing for his career, and that's Baker Mayfield, who's going to be available at the end of the year. I think that's a guy to think about. As crazy as you may think, it's you're turning yeah. your head. Baker Mayfield in New York. I don't about him in New York. You know what? In but New York. You got to win. If you win. Yeah, you got to win, yeah. yeah. But, but again, that's, that's down the road. I want Mike White to be the guy. I want to get the Mike White jersey. Let's put it that way. 
And as I told you before, that's a that's a very, very tough nut to crack for me when it comes to quarterback jerseys. Baker Mayfield to me feels like Matt Harvey 2.0 in New York. I don't I just don't know the lifestyle. I don't know. I mean, I hope so. Listen, he's he's proven himself the last few games. But well, here's the other thing about a guy. You know, the guy's been beaten down now. You know, I, I look at a guy like him, you know, the overall number one pick. It didn't work out. Remember the one year with Cleveland, he took him to the divisional round. And he almost beat Kansas City in the divisional round of the playoffs. They beat Pittsburgh. You know, yeah, he could be Jim Plunkett, right? He could. He could. He got beat, you know, a lot younger Jim Plunkett. But, I mean, he got beat down in Cleveland. He got beat. He got let go in, in, in Carolina. Look, I understand that the, the Rams, they got, they're not going anywhere. You know, he's in a good situation playing with McVay there. I get all of that. But you never know. You never know. It's something. Quarterbacks are strange. I do think I could have thrown for two touchdowns on the Broncos on Sunday. Oh, that was terrible. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. I mean, that's. And and I'll tell you, how about the way Seattle fleeced them? For Russell Wilson's done. Let's let's be honest. Russell Wilson is done. I don't think he wants to play football anymore. And just like we fleeced the Seahawks in the Jamal Adams trade, they fleeced the Seahawks in or the Seahawks fleeced the Broncos in this trade. Yep. Yeah, they got it back. Joe, does your gut say we're getting in, or do you think it not, it doesn't all materialize? Well, I, you know, I don't I don't know. I, I I can't look. They've lost four games in a row. White is back. I can't see them losing. I, I They're due to win. I mean, I know Seattle's lost three in a row, but I think we're a better team than Seattle. I mean, I, I just think we're due to win. I like the fact we're not playing at home. We're three and five at home. We don't really have a home field advantage playing, really still playing in Giant Stadium. You can make it as green as you want. You put the ring of honor up and all of that. doesn't matter. So I actually feel better that they're playing on the road. And I'll tell you, if they win this game, the – contingency of jet fans is in Miami is going to be large. I can tell you that. That's going to be a big one. How, where are you at right now, Joe, with Robert Sala? How, how do you feel about him? And, you know, I'm almost done with year two. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm up and down with him. I, 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 I want to see him be the guy because I'm sick and tired of the constant revolving. You know, everybody talks about the quarterback situation, but the constant revolving door of coaches. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, two years, three years, four years. We had, uh, Rex was here for six years. It's like an eternity for freaking coaches for the Jets and a guy was here for six years. So I think there's a lot of good things about Salah. I think they play for him in spite of what happened Thursday night. I think they play for him. I think he's a little too so- I think he's a little too friendly with his players. I've said that before. I think he's I like to hear him get on his team more than he does, but I think the jury's still out. No, no matter what happens the rest of this year. I think the jury's still out. Next year, they have to make the play. Next year, there is no gray area. They have to make the playoffs next year. I, I still have lost sleep over the timeout usage or lack thereof a few weeks ago, Joe. But that that was terrible. That was terrible. I mean, look, at, at the after that pass to, uh, to Garrett Wilson for the first down, 40 seconds left in the game, talking about the Lion game, 40 seconds left in the game, got to call timeout there. At least he did acknowledge he made a mistake. Yeah, he admitted it. Yep. Yeah, but, he made it. He made a mistake. You know, you, you know, but some of the stuff, like he said, you know, I got three timeouts. I got plenty of time. What are you talking about? What, he, he wound up uh, going uh, – the game was over. He had a timeout in his pocket. But, I, but again, I don't want to see – I'm, I'm tired of the revolving door. So I'm not going to say, you know, you know, make the playoffs and they lose the last six games and you're done. I, you know, next year's the year for sure. 
All right, Joe Beningo underscore real on Twitter. Joe, I assume it's not you that ever checks the Twitter, is it? Oh no, that's my that's my daughter. You can Twitter, please. <laughs> the only good thing about Twitter, the only good thing about Twitter is that Elon Musk has bought it now. So that's outside of that. There's really not much that uh, good with with Twitter as far as I'm concerned. How are you feeling about the Mets, Joe? We'll get to get, get a Mets question before you go. I feel good about. It. How can I not feel good? I mean, I, I think they'll get the career thing done. Uh, you know, I think they'll work something out because here's the bottom line. If they don't, if this thing falls through, somebody's signing them. Let's be honest. He's 28 years old. Somebody is going to sign Carlos Correa. Why not us? Well, I think they have some leverage here, too, because Boris can't have two teams fail, fail him, right? So I think they go to Boris and say, we'll still sign him, but you have to, we have to put language in the contract that if this guy doesn't play, you know, if, if he plays 60 games or something like that, we we can get out of the contract after two years. Some you know some kind of language where they can, they can get out. I think I think Boris is kind of they've got Boris. They got leverage now because he he would have failed two two uh, two signings. So I, I think they they're in good shape there. No, I feel very good about the Mets. Especially the best thing is the owner. We got a real owner. We went from the outhouse to the penthouse with this owner. Uh, I love the fact that he, he's about, we want to win. I mean, you know, Wilpons didn't care if they won or not. They would just try to make money, recoup the money they lost with Madoff. They could care less, you know. And and I'm going to tell you, not only signing Korea, but even I was almost ex- as excited when they dumped James McCann to the freaking Orioles. What a stiff he is. Oh, my God. And could you imagine, think about this, with Steve Cohen, they unloaded Robbie Cano's contract. They unloaded uh, James McCann's contract. They're paying most of it. That, that's never happening with the Wilpon. No, I mean, we'd be signing Adrian Gonzalez at 40 years old for $300,000 is what they would be doing. And that's the highlight of the offseason. So they're paying 75% of McCant's contract, as we call. Yeah, Mets Twitter went crazy when they traded McCann. They were so happy. It was almost like they forgot about Verlander and everything else. That was the big move. And uh, I'm excited. Like, and Correa was like the icing on the cake. And if it doesn't happen, it's not the end of the world. He'll go out and get someone else. And I think it's 100% Otani's going to be a Met. Uh, next season, I, I, think that's I, a lot. I would agree with you. I agree with that. Yeah, Otani in New York City, a beautiful thing. Get ready, guys. It's a maybe he takeover. can play quarterback. <laughs> Probably good. He does everything else. He can pitch, I'm, like hit, I said, I'm hoping it's Mike White. I mean, even like just go out and no matter what happens with the Patriots, go out and win these two games. And then to me, that solidifies him. If he plays well and we win these games, Mike White's got to be the guy. You got to either franchise him. Or you got to give him yeah, some f- kind of figure a contract. contract out. Yep. Yeah. And I know. Yeah. I, I do. I agree with you. If he if he shows it in these last two weeks, yeah, they got to figure out a way to get it done this offseason, whatever it takes. What's the Quinn and Williams contract situation? Is he a free agent at the end of the year? Uh, no, he's not a free agent, but he'd be going in the last year of his contract. So typically, like, yeah, see, he he they'd want to resign him this offseason. He'll be getting he'll be severely underpaid next year, and he he hasn't. Yeah, they could have done it before this year, and he hasn't made a stink about it. So I, I think they'll get it done um, this offseason, uh, a long-term contract with him. Good. They should. He's great. He's a tremendous. He's probably the best defensive tackle in football right now. He's right there. If he's not, he's right there. He's the guy you've been waiting for, you know, like he, all these years of Leonard Williams and, you know, Richardson and Wilkerson, and they were up and down. This guy's been consistently dominant this year. Unbelievable. No question about it. It's a Mike White Christmas, Joe. Let's close it out. Last time you sang for us. Uh, oh, here we sing? go. We, we, we need some Christmas spirit to get the Jets some victories Boy, here. I got to sing. I got to sing Christmas you songs. Sa- you sang summer wind last time. So it doesn't right. have to be Christmas, but something joyful here to close us out. Something joyful. Like? I, I'll give you, you want, you want to hit. Uh, how about now? I don't know. You guys are young, so you don't, you're probably not familiar with cream. Okay. I'm familiar with cream, John. I'm are familiar you? with cream. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of them, <laughs> my wife's maybe. laughing because she knows what's coming. So, in honor of 
Mike White. White room? No, I'm not white room? White room. Not white room. It's not crossroads. It's not badge. Okay. It's none of All that. Right. You know, it's not sunshine of your love. Okay. Here it is in honor of Mike White. Here we go. This is a very lyrically challenged song. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, there we go. You know the that song by on the show. You know that song by Cream. Did you know Jack that, Bruce was that was that Jack Bruce singing that or Eric Clapton? No, I, I think it's Bruce. I, I think it's Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with that song? I am. I am. I was. Uh, I. Yeah, I like you say younger cause is his 40s. I'm 31, so I'm a little bit. Well, I'm going to be 70. I'm going to be 70 next year. Just 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 think about this. OK, I always, it, this just shows you how bad it is. being a, And I've been a Jeff fan since 1965. OK, so I I saw the Super Bowl, the whole deal. OK, I remember what I was 16 years old. I walked out of the playoff game. They lost to the Chiefs in 1969, 13, six. I could still see. You know, Joe Namath was horrible that day. He threw three picks, 14 for 40 for 164 yards. He was brutal. They had a first and goal on the goal line. They couldn't. I could see Buck Buchanan and Curly Culp and Bobby Bell stopping everybody on the goal line. Okay, it was 13 to 6. I'm coming out of that. I'm coming out of Shea Stadium that day. I'm very upset. My, my championship, I'm not the champion anymore. And I remember, if you would have told me as I was walking out of Shea Stadium that day, <laughs> As a 16-year-old kid, that now I would be 70 years old, 70, and not have seen my team back in a Super Bowl? Come on. I would have said, how is that possible? How about, Joe, has it, what has there been, three home playoff games since that game? Uh, what, let's see. 86? What we, no, the first uh, one was 81. 81 against that the Bills. That was the uh, Richard the Bills. finding the open right. Bill Simpson. Okay. Yep. Then the next one was 1985. We yep. lost to the uh, Patriots 26 14 on a Saturday. Okay. okay. All right. That was 85. The next one was the game they actually won. They beat the Chiefs in Chiefs 86, 86. After they lost that right. five straight play- games to go to from 10 and 1 to 10 and 6. Beat yep. the Chiefs 35 15. And then, of course, lost the disaster in Cleveland. Cleveland I, still, yep. I still have hemorrhoids from that game. Right. <laughs> that one. Uh, the next one after that, let's see, was the, the Jaguars. Uh, night- the Jaguars. Yeah, Jaguars. And then the last one was the two Colts. We beat the Colts 41 nothing. So five. So five games in 53 years, five home games in 53 years since that one. Well, wow. yeah, right. And of course, the NFL title game against the Raiders, which I watched in Philadelphia because it was blacked out in New York. Wow. Well, if they make it, it'll likely be in Kansas City on the road. It's not looking hey, you like know a what? No I'll sign for anybody. Remember what the coach said? The coach said, we're going to see the Bills again. So there you go. Know, maybe. Maybe the Bills get well. No, the Bills can't lose to the Patriots, so maybe they lose to the Bengals this week. Get knocked out of the number one seed, which means they have to play hard to beat New England. And then there they are, and we play. How would how? Oh my God! I'd much rather play Buffalo. By the way, if you told me in the first round who I want to play Buffalo or Kansas City, I want to play the Bills. Jets have beat we, the we Bills won. already. They beat we the beat Bills them already. already. And really could have beat. Them. Look, if if Mike White doesn't get hurt in the game in Buffalo, okay. 
and and the stupid offensive coordinator on the first play Joe Flacco has going into the game when a guy didn't want to be anywhere but playing in that game decides to have him throw a pass and he fumbles. That was brilliant. And then, of course, the other one was the the Michael Carter fumble, too, was huge in that game. And that's also the game where freaking C.J. Mosley jumps offside when everybody knows they're not running a play. So we could we could have won that game, too. Well, if we don't make the playoffs, and we'll see what happens in these two weeks, but to this point, this season, there's three plays that jump out of me. The first one is the roughing the passer on John Franklin Myers that cost him the touchdown by Michael Carter in the Patriot game. And I told you this the other day. If it was the other way around and it was Devin McCourty running down the sideline and it was Matthew Judon hitting hitting Zach the way that uh, Jones got hit by Franklin Myers, there would have been no penalty. By the way, I don't know if you noticed, Jake, we have not gotten a roughing the passer call go all way all year. Not one. Zero. Think about that. Zero. Mike White gets breaking in half. No roughing a passer. You, you saw this the play the other day with, with Aaron Rodgers. He got barely touched and they threw the flag. It was a joke. Anyway, so that play, the next one is the drop pass in Minnesota by Braxton Barrios in the end zone. And then the next one is the one in Buffalo with the uh, pro bowler jumping offside. So those three plays, more than anything else, kind of jump at me during this season. Yeah, and I'll add the the timeout usage uh, as okay. a coaching play well, that, the, that jumped out on me. The, you could even say the pass to the tight end. Right, the pass to the tight end. Those three, for some reason, I the, the Michael Carter, the, the roughing the passer on Franklin Myers has probably turned the season around the wrong way because they know where they lose that game if, they, if they're up 17-3 at halftime. Yeah, that was a buzzkill. Joe Beningo, catch him on Oh, the Pain podcast. By the way, Ginger, uh, according to our producer, Andrew Hartz, who is a drummer, actually, for a country singer. Oh, you said Andrew. Ginger Baker's singing Ginger that? Ginger Baker played in Cream, one of the greatest drummers yeah, of all yeah. time. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah, yes. no, no, no. Yeah, he was a drummer. Singing that. That's yeah, it was his, yeah, it was Jack Bruce, Eric Clapton, and Ginger and Baker. Ginger Baker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we that. Super good. Well, who, yeah, come on, Tony. That? I mean, that one. We think I didn't Andrew, know that. Andrew, our producer, <laughs> is a drummer, so he, he favors oh, with the drummer. Andrew Hartz is a drummer? Yeah, he's a drummer for a singer named Jessica Lynn, a country singer. So he does some drumming, yeah, as well as producing our critically acclaimed podcast. So <laughs> he does it all, folks. What critics are claiming our podcast, Jake? I don't know. Five star rating. <laughs> give us a five star review. Write it a nice review. You we know, if you got me it. singing on podcasts, there's some kind of issue there. I'll tell you that. Listen, we like to have fun in here. Tiki and Tierney ain't having you sing when when they bring you on. So we we like to do something a little different. And I would. Here. I would. I have sung. I have sung at Christmas parties at the fans. So exactly. Well, I'm. Glad that you sang it and now putting us in good spirits for Sunday. Oh, the pain. Catch him on the fan from time to time as well. Joe Beningo. Happy New Year and let's go to the playoffs, baby. Appreciate you coming on Gangs All Here. Let's win. Let's win Sunday and go from there. Amen. Thanks, Just Joe. Win, baby. Thanks, Joe. My fickle friend, the summer wind, warm summer wind. Well, thanks to Joe Beningo, and I'm so glad that we had Joe Beningo on. I'd love to hear him sing. You know, you don't get to hear Joe Beningo sing on really any show except for the critically acclaimed Gangs All Here podcast, which is wrapped up. That's episode 133 in the books, our Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to our resident drummer, Andrew Hartz, for helping me produce the show. Make sure you catch up on all old episodes of Gangs All Here by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts, and subscribe to the New York Post Sports YouTube to watch full uncut episodes and clips from the show. You can follow Kaz on Twitter at Brian Kaz. Follow me and tweet me at Jake Brown Radio, and maybe I'll read your tweets 
on Monday Mornings Podcast. Happy holidays, everyone. I had a nice, I'm Jewish, but we also celebrate Christmas. I had a very Jewish Christmas. I went to Chinatown, packed everywhere, just packed. You know, I tried to do Uncle Lou, lines out the door everywhere. Ended up at Supreme Restaurant, had some terrific soup dumplings. If you go to Chinatown or don't get soup dumplings, you go into KFC and knock in chicken. That's the equivalent of going to Chinatown. And then uh, the Whitney Houston movie. Very good. Love a little Whitney Houston. So a nice Jewish Chinese food, Chinatown, and movie night. Well, the Jets on New Year's weekend will be in Seattle. Man, just win. Like, even to the Patriots, like, make the last game matter. Like, ideally, Pats lose. It's winning in Miami, and I'm 100% going no matter what. And I'll probably go even if the Pats win. But, like, set it up. Just win. Like, don't let us all, because they've reeled us back in. I am the fish. The Jets are the fishermen, and I am the fish. You know, and I could look like a sucker and a sucker punch if the Jets lose in Seattle. So, Mike White, get the job done. So, go win in Seattle and set it up for the Miami Miracle Jets playoffs. First time in a dozen years. Let's get it done. For Brian Costello, I'm Jake Brown. We will return on that Monday after the Jets-Seahawks game, hopefully looking ahead to a win-and-in situation or a win-and-a-pats-loss situation for the Jets to get back to the playoffs. Have a happy new year, everyone, and we'll talk to you all Monday in 2023. And I could say it, we'll see you next year. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad.